Welcome to the Jane Silent Bob Minute, where we're covering the movie Dogma, one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 94, quite possibly the greatest Do It Minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And I do not apologize for blowing out your ear eardrums for that. <laughs> because he already apologized once in the recording. Yeah, because I did it once so. and it got dumped. So if I got to keep doing it, every time I do it, if we get dumped out again, I'm going to scream it louder. <laughs> and no more apologies. That's yeah. it. Next time I'm going to yell out, Alexa, do it. <laughs> Don't say that. You're going to set everybody's Alexa off. Everybody says that, but who actually listens like out in the open? True, true. But especially I did have the um, especially to the this news. show. <laughs> I had the news one morning set. Uh, I have Google. They said, "Hey Google," and it set my Google off one morning. Oh. I have a niece with a name that's very similar. And oh, really? They had to change theirs to something else. Because <laughs> 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 I'm sure that gets old real quick. I don't know. You could change it. I'd like to change mine to like "Hey asshole" or something. Yeah, until you like need it, and like you know, you're surrounded by like you know, you know, the priest is over and all that. You know, when you have those guys over, all those yeah, times yeah. the priests come to visit, yeah, all the times they invite the priest over for no reason. <laughs> all right, so we ended last week. George Carlin as uh, Cardinal Glick, alongside um, the Handmaid's Tale, had asked for help from the the local police, and thankfully, New Jersey's finest is on it. <laughs> yeah, comes right up, and he uh, was there. They make fun of – Kevin makes fun of him all the time for this. This guy's Robert Holtzman, a.k.a. Ratface. Ah, okay. He's the – I forget what his title is. I believe he's the production designer for this. He's not an actor. Obviously, he's done some stuff, but they love the way he says it because he's from. he's got like a Philly accent. Yeah. So he's like, okay, all right, mouthpiece. You know, I got to be honest. He looks like a regular Jersey cop, though. He really does. He does. He looks like exactly yeah. – and, and not not a state trooper. They would pull you no, over. No, He looks local like the cop. local cop that pulls you over. Yeah. Who is, like, just as aggravated as you are about having to be involved with this. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't want to deal with you. He's just as irritated that he had to pull you over as the, the, that you're getting pulled over. <laughs> so I'm going to quickly run through his credits since he's – I mean, he doesn't have a ton – He's been production designer on – I mean, he does different things. Uh, so for like – on Philadelphia, he was a set dresser. 12 Monkeys, set buyer. You'll notice something about those are both Philly. Philadelphia I think, movies, yeah. yeah. Um, Sixth Sense, assistant set director. Unbreakable, assistant set director. So he's working with Shyamalan, set dresser for I The Village. Like they're both – not The Village, but the other two were filmed in Philadelphia too, I think. Yeah, because they're all – anything M. Night Shyamalan is in the area. Right. He only films around here. At least, you know, for the stuff he's directing. I don't know where he um, filmed The Village, though. I can't imagine where he filmed The Village. Uh, no, he just went out and, you know, you only got to go 30 minutes outside the city. True. True. You can come to my house and film he, The Village. I was going to say, you can go out to a park somewhere. Uh, glass, <laughs> set dressing buyer. So he's never, like, the production designer normally. He, but he's They're big uh, movies, though. Set direction buyer for um, Mayor of Easttown. Because let's see. Okay, I was trying to see if the ones where he was just production designer. Why did I like? Why did I not see Dogma? Did he not do it for Dogma? <laughs> oh, so his um his acting credits are two. In Dogma, he's Officer McGee. <laughs> of course, McGee. And, and in Giants, Jane's on Bob Strike Back, he's Cop Number Four. <laughs> um, Stephen Tobolowski tells a story about when you get listed in the credits. He's like the best kind of credit, first and last name. You know, you're John Smith. Oh, you, you know, you're a main player. Yeah. He's like. A little better. He's like one step down from that is 
title name, Officer McGee. Like, okay. that's the step down. He's like, the next step down is job title number. Right. <laughs> He's like, so Bystander cop, number two. Number four, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that's the next <laughs> step down. So, like, his acting career went in the wrong direction. He went from being a nice, like, Officer McGee down to cop number four. Although, I would say, like, why, why couldn't he just be Officer McGee again? I'm sure cop number four in, um, what was it, Jane Silent Bob is still nowhere near being in an M. Night Shyamalan movie, so. <laughs> well, I mean, and he's, <laughs> he's just, like, now, it has him for production designer is what one of his things is, but, like, this is more, his stuff is more, like, set decorator stuff. And I'd be lying if I told you what everybody in the production design team does. Who's buying this and buying that? Like, it's probably – they probably tell him, hey, we need this, 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 and this. And then especially being local, he knows where to get stuff. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Or they may just simply tell him, like, make this look like, you know, a house in South Philly. You think they make a ton of money? No. No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure it's a – I don't know. I couldn't tell you what it is. But it's probably like a working class type job. What right. I'd be interested to know is there's nothing on here about it. It's like, is that like a full time gig or do you have to like do something else? Do you work in like the theater or something? Right, right. You got some job at a deli somewhere and then you go run over and do that. Or like maybe it does take up that time. You get to, Chris and I are really showing our complete lack of what goes on in the <laughs> entertainment industry. Like, I don't know what happens. I thought it was just magic. <laughs> I thought all this stuff was real. They were just filming it. I thought it was a documentary. Oh my god! I told you, having being up there and watching how they do extras for stuff like this, I couldn't even imagine. It, it is just completely time-consuming and mind-numbing. And they treat them like cattle, right? They're like, "All right, everybody in, okay, everybody out." Oh yeah, and basically you have, you're like, it's almost like you're in a separate film because there's like the film with like the stars that's going on, yeah. and you're in a different film because you're handled by different people right. and everything. Like the director will tell whoever's in charge of you, "All right, this is what I want going on over there," but they. I, they don't direct you, and I'm pretty sure they can't direct you. Because if you're directed by the director, you're an actor. Ah, oh, so they have to have somebody separate. See, that's so weird. They so have they, to have somebody they, separate. Yeah, they'll say, like, hey, I want the extras to do this and that. Maybe they step in, but, like, the way I understand it is, like, that's they keep that separate as much as possible. Crazy. Like, I remember when, one of the ones my daughter was on. They would have they had everybody do this take, like, five or six times. And they stopped for a second, and then they moved some people around. All right, we want you to stand over here, and you to go over here. We want you guys to start over here and walk to here, just because wow. the way it looked in the camera. Huh. I mean, like that's why I see like a hundred extras in the background here. I was like, oh, oh god. Oh, there's a lot of people in the background. Yeah. So wouldn't it would it be nice to be uh you know get killed by Ben Affleck? Would that be good? <laughs> I mean, it is definitely something you could talk about. I got killed by Batman. Well, Batman given a Hulk line. Yeah, and he gave a Hulk line. You're right. And he says the infamous, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry, which has now become part of the whole the Hulk thing because now they do it in Marvel too. But like right. I would say that definitely came out of the 70s show. Oh, it, no doubt it came Cause out Because it, it was said minimum every episode at least once. Right. I mean if he didn't say it, it was weird. That's how bad it was. Yeah. At some like, point he, he'd, be, he'd be in a biker bar or something and somebody would throw a drink <laughs> in his face and he'd say like, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. You waited for him to say that and for him to turn into the Hulk. Well, when you're 10 years old, you could give a shit about what's going on in the rest of this right. thing. You don't care that he's trying to save the town or make sure that they get like, a, you no. know, they save the orphanage or whatever. You're like, I don't care. I just want him to turn into Lou Ferrigno. You couldn't could just show me the, the him turning into the Hulk when I was a kid. Now, do you think there was episodes where he didn't turn into the Hulk? Because I can't remember. I can't imagine there was an episode where he didn't turn into the Hulk. I remember the episodes where there was two Hulks. 
Oh my god! I, I remember. He, I remember <laughs> the trial of Incredible Hulk. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Was it? I think I know we went over this before, but like, is that the one with Daredevil and Thor? In it? And Thor? I'm not sure if that's the one or if it's. Because there was like, like three. At movies. least Hulk. Listen, I understand if you watch the Marvel movies and you now watch the Incredible Hulk TV show, you're like, what the fuck is this? But, like, <laughs> at least that was, like, passable. It was a giant dude. He looked like he could really throw cars around and shit. It was a big deal. It was passable. And yeah. to let you know how good it was compared to how bad it could be, look at the other ones. Look, look at fucking Daredevil and stuff. It's just like, whoa, this is bad. <laughs> or look at the old, like, Justice League where they got, like, foam outfits on and stuff. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. That's like whenever somebody bitches about something now, they're like, oh, my God, look at this, look at that. I'm like, you don't understand the shit right. that I had to watch. And yeah, yeah. cut the cartoons out because sometimes those could those were hit and miss, but there were good ones in there. But like live action, dude, there's a reason why people loved the Batman TV series because for all the camp that it was in, it was a good show. It was, it was a, a good, good show. It was a watchable. watchable show. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the Spider-Man from back then? It was so bad. It was terrible. Yeah. He threw like ropes. <laughs> Which I mean, <laughs> usually you're watching a different kind of show. People are throwing ropes around. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Captain America where he just wore like a motorcycle helmet with an American flag on it. Oh yeah, uh, the Captain America ones before the current incarnation are yeah. completely laughable and unwatchable. Yeah. The best Spider-Man I knew growing up was from the Electric Factory <laughs> or Electric Company. Ele- electric Factory is different. The electric, yeah. Electric Company. The electric Factory. <laughs> You mean, you mean where I saw Pantera in like 1990? Yeah, I saw Spider-Man open for Pantera one time. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't talk. He just had thought bubbles. <laughs> you know, I saw, um, who the hell was it from the Howard Stern show? Stuttering John and um, Artie Lang at the Electric Factory one time. What, they would stand up? They would stand up. Beetlejuice was there. Um, Reverend Bob Levy. It was called, uh, I think it was called Stuttering, or, uh. Artie Lang's comedy show on ice. I won the tickets off of 94 WISP in Philadelphia. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess I'm sure Artie was fine. He was a good stand-up. Well, and and Artie, Bob Levy was funny. Artie was up there, and somebody started heckling him, and he ripped in, uh, the guy a new asshole. Like, it was so bad. The guy left, the I think. Those are the best. Yeah, yeah it was great. <laughs> oh, Bob Levy's good. And then Beetlejuice came up. You know, that's a that's a circus show there. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's probably just good for, like, a minute and a half. And then you're like, oh, right, okay, right. You're, we're done with you. <laughs> Yeah, and then he says, you wouldn't like me when you're angry. And, I mean, I realize that, like, we know, he doesn't know that these are angels and they're apparently, depending on the moment, very strong or able to kill. But, like, you're still, I mean, Ben Affleck's a pretty big guy. Right, right. But what is he supposed to do? Pull his gun? He can't pull his gun. The guy didn't do yeah, really anything like, yet. Now, when he breaks his neck with unbelievable ease, <laughs> like, he literally just turns him to the side and his neck snaps. Yes. This goes back to my thing of like, okay, they're more powerful than average people. Right, right. Now you can tell there, there is some kind of strength there. Yeah, because setting aside everything you've seen in movies, normally you can't just jerk somebody's head to the side like that. Oh, it might hurt. Right. It might get a little crick, a little yeah. crick in the neck. Like you might go down, you might sprain your neck, but like, yeah, you're not going to, like, it's not going to break your neck. Now, I understand he just broke a guy's neck, but is the response to that really that crazy? Like, people start screaming and running around like like, like there's somebody's got a gun. Yeah, I, I think the reaction might be like that because <laughs> especially the way it's like it doesn't look like he pushes him down. Like, you hear a audible snap. You do hear a crack. You do. Which the reactions are the best. So the first reaction we get is Matt Damon's like he does that. Like, ooh, yeah. that hurts. <laughs> Which is – his whole vibe the second half of the movie has been hilarious. 
Yeah, because he was such a badass in the beginning, and now he's totally the opposite. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to be involved in any of this. Yeah, can we stop this now, please? And then it cuts to um, uh, not Elizabeth Moss, and George Carlin's reaction is the best. He just does like the, oh, oh, shit. (laughs) It looks like something from his stand-up, one of his goofy faces that he does. Yeah, just like, if you've ever seen his... Uh, now, I listen to George Carlin stand up, and it's great to listen to, but it is worth watching them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've watched enough of his that when I listen to his stand up, I, he- I see his face. Oh, yeah. I can see the faces he's making. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they do run like somebody just took out a machine gun. Right. Right. They're running like, like they're in immediate danger. Unless that guy is shooting at people, they should be okay. They don't know he's an angel. <laughs> Well, what's odd is right when Ben Affleck starts, he turns around and goes, ladies and gentlemen, you see the other cop in the back- background. They just kind of like walk past them. I'm like, listen, I realize that we're all, you know, trained to think of how cops might react a certain way. Dude, if you grabbed a hold of a cop and broke their neck in front of 10 cops, they may have been, dude, been they're scooping you up off the ground. Yeah, yeah. You are Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and like, rightfully so. Like, you have now yeah. said, like, you're a deadly weapon. At the, at the very least, 10 cops are attacking you. Right, you're getting your ass kicked at the the least. Yeah, because we see at least six cops up there. Now, it's funny because the cops end up acting like Secret Service. They rush at the nuns and the cardinal and get them out of there. Right. Which is, in my experience, not what would have (laughs) happened. Like, if you attack somebody and there's eight cops there, they don't run and go, let's try to disperse the crowd. They might do that if you have a gun. But, like, no, they're going to go after you. I don't think the cops were told, make sure the Cardinal doesn't get hurt, you know, so they're yeah. prob- they, they would have ran at this guy. Yeah. Like, even when Secret Service, if you've ever watched one of the, one of the many Secret Service documentaries out there, Secret yeah. Service is basically split into two different groups. One group is protection, one group is counterattack. Right, right. They're, so they're like, defense. Oh, yeah. People go for the president, and they cover him up, and they get in the limo, and they drive away. Yeah. The other half go at whatever the problem is. Right. it doesn't make any sense to do only one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. So, thankfully... We're meant to assume at this point that these people are all going to get away, but I don't have high hopes for the Cardinal and Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> what is the, so, What are the guys in the background that look like they're like uh, English, like Queen's Guards or something? I don't know. I thought they were. They ain't no band leaders. That's, I, <laughs> That's I, what it is, I think. They're, they're, band, they're band. The one guy has a drum. I see that. So, so I'm, I'm trying to get Affleck's exact quote here. He's like, what does he say there? He says something guilty of violation against our Almighty God, which is yeah. he's using religion the way a lot of people use religion of like I kind of just want to do something. I'm going to throw a little religious frosting over it because he could give <laughs> a fuck what God thinks. He's made it very clear he doesn't care. <laughs> oh yeah, he's literally just trying to uh, get around what God thinks so he can get yeah. back into heaven. That's what yeah, but doing. it's not even like when they killed the people on the bus and at movies like. They were doing it because they were like, well, the the bus thing was just to prove a point. But, like, the movies, they were specifically doing it because, like, they think God would like that. Right. right. Now he's just doing it because he's like, I want to terrify these fucking people. Yeah, well, even um, Matt Damon was like, you can't just kill everybody. And he's like, ah, maybe I can. <laughs> yeah, well, remember he was going to kill the last Zion? Like, yeah, right. he's nuts. Yeah, he don't care no more. And then he does, he goes full Hulk Hogan. Yeah, you will all pay for your trespasses. And he grabs his shirt. <laughs> and rips it open, which now, he's know. had that on under there the whole time. Well, no, I believe this is like every movie where suddenly somebody has a bulletproof vest on when you know for a fact you saw them wearing a t-shirt the whole time. There's no goddamn way they had a bulletproof vest on. If you've ever seen somebody actually wear a bulletproof vest, it's very obvious yeah. they have a bulletproof vest on. Now, actually, one of any significant size. 
Ben Ben's kind of built, kind of fit, but that he didn't have that kind of six pack. Well, you could the first time you can see it is when he's standing there before he rips it. You can see that, like you can see his uh, fake abs underneath. Right. Does that thing have nipples on it? I think it does. It does have nipples on it. Well, because <laughs> it it's, it's got it's got to be you know accurate, man. You think he was disappointed when he got into the bat suit and it didn't have nipples on it? <laughs> yeah, he might have it's been. like, yo, where are my nipples at? <laughs> Damn it, where are my nipples? Then he screams, do it, and it, we lose it. It goes away. I'm, I was excited. I was watching it. Oh, yeah. Well, because, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I pulled that for the screenshot for this, but I hope so, is the Ben Affleck screaming, do it in his face, which is <laughs> um, I, not too much. I guess over the course of the three or four movies he's been in, we've shit on Affleck occasionally. Yeah. But, like... Oh, we got Primo Affleck for like the last like, oh, yeah. two or three weeks. He is – it's not even that he's out acting Matt Damon, but he's so in the – you know, as the character in the scene, is just like – has just totally like encircled him. He's right. got nothing well, left. The character himself has changed and, and Matt Damon's not – he's not as big a deal anymore. He's just uh, trying to stop him at this point. He went from – I would say he – like yeah, he was more dominant in the first half of the movie and then things switched – and now he's just—he's not even a sidekick at this point. <laughs> right, right. He's just—he's like, please stop, please stop, please don't do that. What does he cut, want him to do? What does he scream and do it? He wants him to uncase his wings. Ah, okay. Because he's—I think he says wings. Yeah, he goes wings now, and I assume he means take out your wings and not watch the charming 1990s move TV show Wings. <laughs> really? Or the 1927 so, film Wings. Or uh, watch Paul McCartney's band Wings. Wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or go to Buffalo, have some wings, <laughs> and get some wings. Or go to the, go watch lacrosse in Philadelphia. I remember when Buffalo W I N G S wings wings wings. Yeah, that's right. I, 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 I remember when I remember when Buffalo wings first started to get big. I was in like a I don't know, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, whatever their name of it was back then. And there was this guy in there, and they're like, "Do you want some Buffalo wings?" He's like, "I ain't eating no buffalo." And the guy's like, "It's just chicken wings." He's like, "Nah, nah, man, just give me some regular chicken wings." <laughs> When the fuck was this? 1930? <laughs> it was the 90s, I guess. Now I gotta look nah, this shit man, up. Nah, man. I ain't eating no buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> now, was this drunk, some drunken homeless man? <laughs> it was It was in Kensington in Philadelphia, so it's a high possibility that it was like a drunken homeless man. <laughs> Alright. All right. According to the, the internet, throughout the 70s and 80s, Buffalo Wings gained in popularity as a bar food and appetizer across the United States and Canada. Large franchises, especially in Buffalo Wings, have emerged. Notably, Buffalo Wild Wings founded in 1982 and Hooters in 1983. Okay, so maybe it was 86. Maybe this guy hadn't heard of them yet. Oh, God. It just it just <laughs> seems so dumb. I'm telling you, I, I remember uh, jalapeno poppers. Like, I never had them before until I was in Wildwood in, like, the 90s, too. All right. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but, you know, sometimes it's not because something's not popular. It's just because That's, it's not where you are. I lived in a neighborhood in Kensington. We didn't go too many other places. We went to, 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 to the shore and back home. That was it. Uh, jalapeno poppers, as you now know them, originated sometime in the 1980s. What is certain is that on April 30th, 1992, the phrase jalapeno popper was trademarked. See, it had to be after 90 because my uh, my current father-in-law, my, my wife's stepfather, introduced me to jalapeno poppers in, I forget the name of the bar, I wasn't even old enough to be inside the bar in Wildwood, and he said, try these. They're jalapeno poppers, and I didn't meet my wife till 1990. Thank you for that extra special glimpse into your life. <laughs> Maybe I'll let a, a, a sheltered life out here. Well, it's now. not even that, but like, have you ever run across something where you're like, man, this just became popular, and you look it up, and you're like, this was originally released in 1925, and you're like, oh, 
Oh, it's just me then. Right. I'll give you. But a, in like, or like a store. Or so like, I didn't even. I hadn't even heard of Walmart till I was like in my twenties. Really? Oh, until I started traveling because there was none around here. Right. Right. Um, I went in the Air Force, and when I moved down to the South, there was Walmarts, which I I'd heard the, of them, but they, at right. that time they were just like another store. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have a Walmart anywhere, and they else. were much more like, you know, you know, regionally located. Yeah, and now there's one every you know fucking ten minutes. So <laughs> right, you actually can give directions. Go to the first Walmart, make a left, go all the way down to the third Walmart, make a right. Oh, yeah. Same thing with Wawa's in New Jersey. Yeah, but Wawa is a regional thing. Like if you're outside of the East Coast. Nobody knows what Wawa is, and there are lesser people for it. Everybody I know that lived in Florida, when they opened that Wawa, were so excited about Wawa. They're oh, supposed my God, to open one we're in, a Wawa. Uh, they're supposed to open one in South Carolina, too, because I was just down there. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, when I would drive up, the first thing I did is pop up my phone, where are the Wawa's at on the I-95? <laughs> like, <laughs> I gotta like, be honest. Because, listen, you can stop, you stop, you order your food, gas up the car, go to the bathroom, come out, your food's ready, throw it in the car, yeah. you fucking drive away. Yeah, Five minutes nice. stop. <laughs> it's nice. I gotta be honest. The the Wawa that I went to in Florida, the first one that opened, it was way nicer than the ones we have in New Jersey. It had a little like bistro to sit in. It had um, beer. You can get your own alcohol. You can get alcohol. Well, that's in just there. a state thing. That's, yeah, it was great. Are you you know our states can't have food and liquor in the same place. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's weird too because it's cheaper there. Like I was behind a guy. I was buying a Red Bull and he had a, a forty of like of Miller Lite or something, and his was cheaper than mine. <laughs> I was so mad about it. <laughs> well, when you live in Florida, you can deal with all those problems. I will pretty soon. Not too, not too many years from all right, now. Well, we've got halfway through the minute. <laughs> we got to the next section well, of the minute. Work. It goes from like the high music and do it, and then we cut back to the bar and everybody's just sitting there. Like they got them in chairs, like they're on punishment. Yeah. Well, and he's. This is another thing that has kind of interestingly happened. Like, I we know that Azrael's our villain, but like. He's not really our active villain. He would be – he's like the all-seeing eye, you know? Yeah. And meanwhile, the other one is Christopher Lee. <laughs> like he's the one ever, actually – you know, Saruman's actually out there doing all the work. And Sauron's just sitting back there going like, I'm just going to sit here and look at shit. All right. And that's what Azrael is. Like he's the big bad technically. He's like the head guy. But he's not really very active. Yeah, he's the background big guy who started this shit. Also, it, this is the other interesting thing. So – He's a muse, and so is she. Like, I understand he's. I, I guess. It, I guess you can chalk it up to demon powers, but like, she has no powers. Like, what the fuck? I know she got nothing. We sent a bunch. We sent two prophets who are just regular people. The last scion who can't do shit. Uh, um, an apostle who has no special powers. Like, I, I asked this in Jay and Silent Bob. Nobody answered it because they're a bunch of dicks. But like, <sighs> like you got the whole. Like, I'm assuming the Bible is my. I can pull from anybody in the Bible. Like, this is the best you can come up with. Right. Right. Like, there's a lot of weird shit happening in the Bible. People got superpowers and stuff. Like, come on. <laughs> Couldn't get Samson. Yeah. Samson, get Moses up in this bitch. Yeah. Part some seas. I mean, is it, it's, or are we like, are we stuck? We got to go New Testament maybe? Like, I don't know. Or is it all because just God's not around to give them their powers? Is that it? Oh, they just can't function? Yeah, they can't <laughs> even function. He's missing and they can't do nothing. Except for fight shit demons. And maybe people, if they're on a train, they can kick their asses, but that's it. Yeah, so they can't do anything of substance, so they're just going to make fun of Azrael at this point. <laughs> they said that he was kicked out from being a muse. Yeah. Uh, and he says a line that I know I've used <laughs> since then of ever the fucking apple polisher. <laughs> I do like her singing, he was kicked out. It was kind of cool. Yeah. 
Because that was the type of shit you would do to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Be like, remember that time we went out, uh, you know, to that bar? And he'd be like, that's when you pissed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. But he shows himself to be so stupid here, where he's just like, Lucifer had to... <laughs> I love that. It still ends up being the devil's fault in some way. <laughs> like, Lucifer had to start his war for the throne. So this is when they... I'm just trying to see how far he gets into it. Heaven's divided into two factions. Oh, so we get to the where they it's split between the faithful and the renegades, and then on Wednesday we'll find out where this moron was. Yeah, I don't know. Call me crazy, but if there's a war and God's on one side, I think that's the side I'm going to choose. <laughs> yeah, we all know that he's going to win, so yeah. I guess we're going to have to stick with that. Plus, I don't want to be on the side where the guy wants to end all existence either. Well, that's not what Lucifer wanted to do. No, that's what this guy wants to do, though. Yeah, this guy's a douchebag. <laughs> that's why he doesn't have any, like... He's basically... He's trying to outsmart this this crew. If he was a Marvel villain, he's your Baron Zemo. I don't have any powers, <laughs> but I got a really intricate plan that I think gonna it's going to work here. Yeah, we'll figure it out. You know, he's not coming in hot with, like, superpowers and, you know... You know, infinity rings and shit like that. He's just like, no, I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something clever. Get two morons to do my work for me. I do like you get a good view of his horns. They look pretty good, man. They do look pretty good. Yeah. He was kicked out. Yeah, I went over that a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have reached the end of this minute. I don't. Th- I want to wait till Wednesday and find out. What factions? I mean, since it was split into two, he must have chosen one of the two factions. He must have. I just yeah. realized he still got the Uzi in his hand, too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's not going to go airplane on us where they're like, what do you have to eat? We have the chicken and the fish. That's right. I had lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do something useful. Give some plugs. We have the Jane Silent Bob Minute. Jane Silent Bob. The what? (laughs) Jane Silent Bob Minute. Yeah, well, we got to change it. Copyright. You know, copyright infringement. (laughs) We we have the Jane Silent Bob Minute. We're on DuelingJower.com. Go check out uh, MoviesByMinutes.com. You'll see Clerks and Mallrats and, I don't know, Rocky Minute and some of my other stuff on there. You got anything else, Chef? Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Great. Now I gotta find the Hulk music. You gotta put the sad Hulk music at the end. Yeah, sad Hulk. (laughs) We gotta get sad Hulk.